0: Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always. And I am joined this edition uh, by the owner of Pro 2 Championship Wrestling, uh, one half of Raging Storm, Logan Storm. Welcome to the show. How
1: are you doing? Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, Absolute pleasure to have you on board. Uh, So primarily we're going to speak about Pro 2 Championship Wrestling, but you have a bit of a wrestling career beforehand, so you're not escaping the first question we ask. Everyone, the most boring question in uh, interview for a wrestler, but it's the one we have to go with is how did you get into pro wrestling? What got you? I hit? was, t- you, Mac.
1: I'm joking. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, as a fan growing up watching World of Sport on Saturday morning television, things like that, watching um, Johnny Saint, Steve Gray, Big Daddy, Giant Haystacks, Fit Finlay, uh, to name a few names, um, it was always interesting to see, and then. I think it was probably early, early 90s when I met a guy and they showed me wrestling, as they called it, wrestling. And I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. And I thought, I like this. So we started watching it. Of course, it's the Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Million Dollar Man, Jake Snake Roberts, Rick Wood, that sort of era. Um, Coming in through watching that and then you get to that age where you, you kind of fall away. Like There's always that age group where they, Oh, it's, it's no real, it's fake, it's this, it's that, it's everything. Like, you try these seven hours of training on a Sunday, getting hammered, and then somebody tells you on the Monday that it's fake, and you go, no, it's, it's clearly no, it's really no. <laughs> so, like, so we started, like, obviously, following at 14, 15, and then I think I was about 19, or I was about 18, maybe, and I watched a match, I was over at a friend's house, and it was the middle of an owl Snow and Hardcore Holly straddled top rope with a fine pan each, just hitting each now on the top of the head. You'd hear the, <laughs> the metal bouncing off the skull and, oh my, my, I'd never seen anything like it. But a thing that actually got me hooked was G.R. Uh, and he was getting it the hole. oh my God, he hit him in the face with the t file. You'd hear the Teflon hitting off the skull there. My God, knocker. Like, oh my God. This is amazing. Started watching it. Next minute, I've got Stone Cold Steve Austin hit the ring, Triple H, The Rock. Amazing. Just And then just been a fan since that. Then, uh, British Championship Wrestling came to my home village of Drongan to do a show. And the lady that helped bring it there, Rosalie McCluskey, she was kind of, her boys were daft, and Liam and Sean, absolutely daft on wrestling. Go to all the shows, all the, all the WWE stuff and things like that. And um, she got in contact with them and asked them if they were coming to a show for the kids and things. So they did. And then I asked her, how well do you know them? And she's like, I don't know, pretty well. I was like, do you think you could find out how I go about becoming a wrestler? And she was like, yeah. But at the time, I was like, 21 stone. Totally not a little out of shape. I mean, the last thing I ran for was the ice cream van. Never mind, like running so many miles to try and get all cardio up. Um, and she got me in and I turned up on my first day of training with Drew Galloway. Uh, the next time I turned up at training, it was with Lion Hat. Uh And then after that, I just kind of turned up myself, going along and going along, travelled back and forth with uh, numerous guys, Rob Cage, Andy Wilde, uh, Noam Da, lots of names, um, these are guys that we keep travelling about, and of course we knit with. Um, and then obviously met TJ at training, and TJ was roughly the same size, same build, like big, big guys. and. Um, the trainer at the time, he was like, "These guys should be a tag team together," and it was really good because we we just like we kind of completed each now I've said this before in other interviews. Like TJ is like he's technically gifted. He's a big guy and he can brawl with everybody, but he doesn't need to brawl if he go technical. Wednesday like about chain catches, catch can, amazing, phenomenal talent, uh, and I was privileged to be what his sidekick, shall we say. Uh, he was the Batman and I was the Robin. Unfortunately, <laughs> I always thinking himself as been Batman, but it didn't work out that way. Um, and we started on shows. I think the we were fighting. It was Kenzo and Danny McLean. They were known as RPA, and um, that was road traffic accident. And they get their name from an actual road traffic accident that happened on the way to a show. So that's why they got their name. <laughs> and then we wrestled them. round about doing a lot of TV shows, a kind thing like. And then uh, I think the first big, big match we ever did was, and I'm sure it was Paisley. And it was against the original Fight Club, Judge Jimmy James and Kid Fight. And I got a scheme booting. I'd never had a man pick me up and throw me about. Me and Kid just the biggest guys at training. Very few people picked us up and threw us about. And Judge Jimmy James just flung me about like an empty shell suit. Uh, Even the German suplex on me. I'd never done a German before. And I absolutely packed my chance and dove to the because so he couldn't get me right over his hips thank God Like I was—I mean I would have landed badly for that I think but um, re- really good guys to wrestle and learn off it uh, just amazing talent out there um, who else did it Cameron Craze was another guy that I got a chance for PBW to wrestle on a singles debut I never did singles I never ever wanted to be a singles uh, wrestler it was always tagged for me I wanted to be what you do DJ likes to be the uh, Heart Foundation, unfortunately. I'm all right being I mean, the gym night heart. You know, I fit that bill. Um, but always a huge legion of doom fan, so always tag team wrestling was always my thing. Um, and then as years just progressed on, we won Scottish uh, School of Wrestling Tag Championship belts. Yeah. Um, I retired with them obviously due to having bad hips. Um, while I got my new hips put in, I suffered a stroke on the table. So, and since then I've had another two strokes. So occasionally you'll see me doubling a wee bit at the old side of the mouth. Don't eat soup in public, as they say. Um, but I'm, I'm 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 all right. I'm fine. Things like that. I still mobility. I'm still moving about things like that. But as it comes to in-ring active wrestling, it's an absolute no. Although I will always say I have got one more match left in me, and it has to be in the Grand Hall. It has to be for BCW and it has to be with T. G. And I don't care, suppose, and I suppose, I'm just standing outside of the, road, the ropes and just cheering them on. That's that's my last match, um, that I'll go in. As I, as I say, maybe getting the ring maybe bit a wee bit. I still, I still do a wee bit back and forward. I don't wrestle as such, but I still do a wee bit. I still keep active in the back training and things. Just
0: go for the uh, the Legion of Doom, no bumps. I'll do the moves, yep. kind of thing. That's, um, that's the plan. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> right. So so go right back to the start then. Uh, you said 21 stone. I mean. I'm sitting here, 18, and I feel like a bit of a lump. So I'm, I'm, I'm I i can not imagine. I think I'm, I'm possibly the same. Last time I ran was for ice cream. Um, so what was the, Did you have a bit of a sporting background? Did you do a bit of rugby, football, anything like that before you started training?
1: I never really did any sports at all. Um, I don't particularly like much to do with sports and things. I did follow football um, for a long, long while, um, watching famous Glasgow Rangers, you know, I won't go into it too much, but we used to go for all of them a bit. Uh, I'm not really sporty at all in the slightest, although I do enjoy going to the gym, I do enjoy powerlifting, I do enjoy that sort of aspect of thing. Um, although I'm, I'm not really in for anything that involves running at a fast pace is not my cup of tea.
0: Uh, so <laughs> what was it like that first, I mean, it, obviously a little bit a, a while ago, but what was it like? What were your memories of your first training session? And I don't know whether... When you were training, if it was just the mats or if it was a ring, what was it like your first couple of weeks?
1: It was mats. All our training was mats. It wasn't. A, we didn't get a ring until PBW and BCW formed uh, Scottish Pro Wrestling Academy. And before then, I'm sure it was. I can't remember the name of the sports centre and East Kilbride that we went to. It's terrible. I'm sure it's John. Is it John Wright Centre or something like that. something along those lines? Anyway. Um, in there, and it was the blue mats. And if you wanted extra padding, you could just put another hard blue mat on top of a blue mat on the floor, um, which had no give, zero give, um, and be trained in there. And uh, first, a first bump, I thought, oh my god, is this what it's going to be like? This, this really what I want to be doing. But in the first sessions, it's all about your rolls and technique. It's all forward rolls, shoulder rolls, backward rolls. You know, the only rules I was looking for was like a bacon roll, a oh, rolling yeah. sled, you know, um, but back then. And I was like, oh, wow. And then, of course, having the aspect of Drew being here at my first one, um, I got a chance to speak to my trainer, Colin, at the time. Uh, and I was, I was talking back from him. And he was like, yeah, well, if you keep coming, you know, things will pick up. I was like, OK. I was always looking for, like, ideas and things like that. And um, obviously, brand new to the game. The guys spoke definitely from me, and I'm older. The guy, I was nearly almost. I was I was older than the trainers, <laughs> so it's so, like here's a man and amongst like all these young boys. I mean, Noam was 14 when he was training with me. I would be, I would be 26, maybe 27. Um, so like and it's like the young guys are coming on the roadway. So me, with my past history of being a, a youth group leader and, like, a scout leader and things like that. So you're, you're kind of duty-bound, or you might not be involved in organisations anymore, but you're still duty-bound to make sure that kids are kids and kids are OK, that sort of thing, which is pattern package. by a kind of... If you kind of see someone, you'd say, oh, he's only a my lane, he wreck, but you've got to understand that there's a discipline involved in the wrestling as well. It's, it's not for everybody. Come and try it, absolutely, but you've all learn quick whether it's for you or for, you or for you. after your first couple of months, you will never see guys again. Or you got guys that will come back in and it, they'll fleet in and it because they're, they're, they've got to be something, but they just haven't quite got the full package. They just don't want that drive to be it. They want to be a wrestler, but they don't want to do the work and effort to put in. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I was speaking to, to Krieger, an episode that's not released yet, but uh, at, the, at the time of recording, and he was saying that you can tell as soon as someone takes their first bump, if it's yeah. for them. And yeah. I, I haven't, I've never taken a bump, but I could already, my brain's already going, no. <laughs> yeah. It's never for you. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm always curious what it'd be like, but my body is just always telling me, "No, you don't know. Just it's fine. Just do do this instead. It's safer." Yeah. Uh, generally, uh, so um, yours would be a tag team guy. So was it, was your first match tag team? Do you say?
1: First match was tag team. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what was it like? And not only first match in front of a crowd, uh, but what was it like? Run the ropes for the first time then? Because I'm assuming it was pretty close by between run the ropes and your
1: first match. Yeah, well, um, on show days and things, you would always get the chance to train on show days. So you'd always get a chance to get some time and some ring time. Um, gone are the days where you run up and go, boing, as if you're letting that invisible rope running back. You know, it's <laughs> that bit was all gone. So when you get into the ropes and you hit those ropes the first couple of times, you end up getting the mark going along your back and that's when you know you've hit it right. And you go, oh wow, you assume you just assume that everything's got padding and everything's soft and the guys make it look so effortless on TV, and then you date yourself and you go, My God, that's rope that's in that and it's electrical tape that's wrapped around it, it's got zero give. I you and you then you've you got
0: your yeah. places that just
1: use wire. Yeah, exactly, but and normally if they've got the uh, if it's the cables and that, they've got like it's like a, a kind of insulating. Cord that goes over the top of it, and even then, the cords only get so much given it hits into you. Um, it's pretty bad, like, but at the same token, as you know, you're hitting the ropes, you know, you're doing it. And if you hit it wrong, you hit it in the ribs, you know, you're not going to make that mistake again. So it's kind of like a trial by fire. And you just start running the ropes, and then, um, I think it was Kid Fight, and he can kind of slid underneath the bottom rope and did this weekly kind of jog thing, and then bounced after the other ropes and started crisscrossing at the same time. And all sorts is going through your mind when nobody's actually run a crisscross in the rope. Wiggy. Like for the first time, you go, Oh, he's gonna hit me, oh, and then you shy away. And there's a reason why I did it is if, if you get no know shy away, you're hitting that rope. That's the only thing you're concentrating, and you hit that rope. And then it would be then for a fall, you need to leap him, and then he would slide under, and he would sleep, and then you would leap him, and the next minute you've learned a whole a whole set, whole segment that you didn't even realise you're doing, but all you're doing is running a rope. You
0: know, interesting yeah. ways, I'll... Absolutely, and I suppose the worst thing you can do as a wrestler is flinch. Yep. So I mean that just either kills the credibility of the move or makes you look like like a bit stupid at the same time, <laughs> unless yeah. it's part of, a, of an actual spot itself. Um, yeah. So I, I I trusted the Germans to give me some information. A, a cage match. I've just started calling them the Germans, but um, a, a cage match for for some of your, your match history. They didn't have a lot, I'll be honest. Uh, so I know um, I was uh, I've
1: met as well because lots of matches that's not on there.
0: But uh, I was picking out ones. You seem to have quite a, a rivalry, of course, the original Fight Club. Uh, but one that caught my eye was was uh, a couple back and forth matches with with uh, Britain's Most Wanted, uh, of course, Damien O'Connor and Scott Rennick. Who, well, Damien O'Connor, mm. people were more likely know that was Killian Dean. Um, yeah. yeah
1: but- Kelly and Dean's dating my K-Fab sister. <laughs> Nikki Storm and Logan Storm. So we did a charity. Match. It was a young girl, I think she had uh, either learned the forties or um, maybe Downs or something like that. I can't remember exactly, but I'm sure her name was Marie or Mary. Um, and we did a charity show for her. And I'm sure it was at Larbert. And we were fighting them and then we were all talking backstage and I was like, well, you're you're Nicky Storm and I'm Logan Storm. I say, I'm going to say that you're you're dating him and I don't like him dating my sister. So then this whole, like, kayfabe sister thing kind of kicked off from there. And I remember at one point grabbing Nicky and spanking her. then so we were doing. And then I had, like, Damien over (laughs) and spanking him. And I just remember the butcher got me, do me, do me. (laughs) Spiked the whole lot of them in the match. Yep. Aye. Right. Oh, that was good fun. I remember that. And uh, SSW, we were scheduled to fight BMW for the titles. And Damien wasn't at the show, but uh, Butcher was, Scotty the Butcher. Love a forearm from Scotty. I mean, your jawline just moves, your teeth all get loose. You get that tingle in the boat with your soles and your feet. And you go, yeah, I've just been forearmed right in the face. And like your forearm, but me and him used to really just lay them in. You loved it. It was brilliant. Like, when we give we you a forearm, you don't need to react to it. You're naturally reacting to it. Amazing. And uh, we turned the belts off of Scotty, and I'm sure it was one of the team star boys from Scottish School of Wrestling. I like to say it was dynamite. They gave him a dynamite kind of gig. Um, I can't remember his name. This terrible names is really bad. It'll come to me like four hours when and I'll phone you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we'll, we'll start wrapping up, and you'll be going. Him, it's him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that was one match that kind of it, it just struck out me because, of course, uh, Damien's went on to to be Killian Day in WWE, and and Scott Renick, of course, uh, uh very much a beloved name in general in Scottish wrestling uh, until he until he uh, until he, Retired, but like you say, there's yep. there's always one more. There's always one more, uh, perhaps that we may see uh, the butcher back in the ring. Um, so you said that that you were the SSW Tag Team Champions, but then you had to lose them because of was that due to your injury at the time, or or you couldn't defend them at the time. What what was the lead up to your um, yeah. retirement?
1: With uh, all titles, there's a thirty day no compete clause, so. Uh, if you don't defend your titles in 30 days, the promotions can strip you of your belt. Uh, I had been attending the SSW shows, and at that time, I had stopped training, foolishly. And I was, pretty safe for the house, I was trying to make it as a wrestler, I was trying to never know what wins, but not really focusing on, like, you, know, you go to training, you need to start training in order to, like, I was near a polished stone by no manner of means. I was never going to be a polished stone, but. I had enough to get me by, but I could have been so much better had I listened to my trainers and stuck at the training. Um, TJ was going that way, I was going that way, TJ was getting booked on PBW and BCW, I was getting booked on SSW on same nights, so it was kind of harder and harder and harder to get his diary and my diary to match up, Um, and then Murray phoned me and he's like, I need to strip me the titles, I was like. Well, I haven't, bought, haven't lost them. So, like, you can strip us with well them if you want. It says, but if we have a, if I have a return, like, so I'm coming for the belts. And he's like, that's fine. And uh, <laughs> it was actually a TNA show. TJ was in security area for them. And uh, that's where I got TJ's belt back off of TJ to give it to Murray at the next show, um, which I then actually did me actually. And over the belts what I did was attain a bit of electrical tape and put a big X up the middle of it and called myself the first ever SSW extreme champion Murray liked the idea and we went it for two months <laughs> so there was no tag division the tag division stopped at raging stone so it did
0: uh, so, so yeah so, and so what was it like finally having to, to possibly step away for for a while was was, was that an injury that happened to the ring was it just a accumulation of injuries?
1: Um, I was born by, with major hip impingement, and although I'm an 80s child, so back then it was you can walk, Mrs. Finley, what more do you need? And that was it. So I didn't know this, but like when at training and things like that, TJ would be stretching me, doing stretches with my legs because I could, I could never do a figure four. I couldn't, I could do the British one, but I can't do like the Rick Flair style. I can't do it, I can't get my legs underneath myself. TJ used to think it was just because I was out of shape. Too big, you know, and he was trying to like stretch ligaments and muscles and try to get the, the whole thing all going. Because he's a PT instructor, you know, he's got all this background. And I was like, this is just really, really aching. And then uh, it was getting to the point where um, I, after a show, the time I got home, I was in so much pain, but it was always in my knees, never in my hips. I couldn't feel the pain, so I was like drinking heavily. I was taking pain relief, and then it was getting to the point where I was coming straight out after the show and into the car. I was drinking your lager, or drinking vodka and your painkillers. And then it would get to the point where I was painkillers before the match, um, having a fly flask, having a drink, just anything to try and numb the pain, anything at all. It was just the pain in my knees was just getting worse and worse and worse. And then we went to my wife, which was my wife at the time. he comes in and like, well, you need to go and see about this because you're, you're done. went and seen the doctor. He could kind of palmed me off a wee bit sent me to physio. Physio couldn't kind of find nothing wrong with my knees. Went back to the doctors. The doctor sent me for an x-ray of the whole lower part of my body. And then they sent me for an MRI. And they found out that my ball and my socket joint in my hip was like that. And so like that. Instead of being like that. So it should have a better room to move. It wasn't it, was like that. So my knees, my ankles and my lower back all move out of alignment in order to give the illusion that I bend over. So in wrestling, there's a lot of bending over and a lot of bumps and stuff like that. So what I was doing was I was wearing the, um vertebrae on my back. It was wearing it my knees and wearing out my ankles. My ankles are cracking and stuff so my knees. Just old age, I think, but <laughs> the wrestling surely didn't help. Um, so from there, um, they turned around and they told my wife, um, right, here's, here's the plan. He either sticks on the road and does the wrestling. And in six years time, we give him a wheelchair or he finishes up this year and we send him for surgery and we give him new hits. To which he'll never be able to wrestle again. And I was miffed because at that time I was starting to take off. I had the Mohawk. I was getting bookings. I was getting booked out in Germany. Like, things were starting to happen and I was going, this is it. This is I could really actually make a real proper go of this. Because Rob Cage was saying, we make sure you come out with me, come and do this, come and do that. Let's, let's, let's go, let's go. And then my body was like, no, nah, can of do it. So, 2000 and April 2011, I wrestled my last match at SSW against Nathan Reynolds, the one to watch. Who turned up late and then finished the match, hitting me in the head with a can of iron brew. But he turned up late because of work duties. Because, like everybody else in the independent scene, we all have real jobs and we all have Duties of uh, care to do before we can actually get to things. So he turned up late and we were supposed to be, I'm sure we were meant to be first half the main event and we didn't get that. So I went out on the mic to stall for time during the break. He eventually turned up, arrived in, issued the challenge and I was largest, but I just went, I could, went onto the ring to start saying, well, I'm sorry guys, duty issues, I'll not be able wrestle anymore, blah blah blah. He came out, cut me short, so me and him had a wrestle in a match and finished me off with a can iron brew. Uh, and that was me until I got my hips done. And then I got my hips done in 2000. And I like to say it was the June 2012 because I should have got them done in 2011, but they, they, they restricted me and moved me further because they were still waiting to see what damage has been done, like a period of time between stopping wrestling and moving on to see if he stops wrestling totally. Well, we need to do the surgery. If no, you know, decided that I still needed the surgery. Got the surgery done. And then that was pretty much me, snooker, um, bitter. Uh, tired, and disgruntled, unhappy, hating life. Uh, Didn't I know. I remember looking through my phone and just deleting everybody's phone number. Don't need that. Don't need that. I'm never going to speak to promoter again. Never going to speak to them again. What do they need me for? They need me in wrestling? Blah 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 blah. Big big chip in my shoulder. Absolutely hated the world. Nightmare. So it was nightmare. But I would have done it again. And then I did get back in the ring. <laughs>
0: I mean, I suppose a big picture as well. I mean, uh, even if you're you're getting opportunities in that, like you say, you still got a real, you still got a, a real job. You still got a, a a job that pays the bills. So that would have to take priority at least a little bit before, uh, unless you're you're signing with the with the big boys and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it was definitely, uh, I'm sure it was definitely a hard decision. Like you say, it was it made you bitter, uh, but for for your own health and well-being at least you're not in a wheelchair now so it's it's yep. kind of weighing up uh nowadays almost, almost. <laughs> um so how did you get onto pro two then so i, I know the story that that uh, it was. i think it was yourself and rob cage wasn't it you decided to do a committee you were thinking of doing a committee-based uh company uh was that uh just before you're you're starting to take off uh whenabouts was this kind of conceived in your mind
1: um, originally, this was thought about in two thousand and nine. So it was, and we sat on it and we sat on it for a wee while, and then we kind of looked at it like because we had a committee based set up. I'm not mentioning names because some of them's do idea the things, but we had a, a, a committee based set up that we were going to be able to um, basically sit down at a table and all agree on this guy, that guy, this female you know, this team, this whatever, this is how we're going to play it, this is how we're going to run it. You know, it wasn't just going to be a single, solitary booking uh, guy and uh, owner and things like that. There was going to be numerous guys involved in it. Um, didn't it, didn't it work out that way because at the time we had set stuff up. Like, I had already been in contact because like we, we had we had basically looked at venues and done stuff before for other companies um, and, and, and got, like, um, new venues and places and that. And, it's not something we hadn't previously done before with help. Um, so we figured we could do it. And we we, we just didn't have the, the funds at the time. Everything was there. Everything was set up. The, the hall was booked, booked, set up, worked at, um, spoke to all the local councils, had all the bits and pieces that I needed, all my um, public liability insurance, all my entertainment licensing, everything that I needed. It was all there sitting there. But we just didn't have the funds to bring guys in. And I don't want it to be that all the turns when and goes to somebody. Mate, can't afford to pay you tonight, so I'll put you on next month's show and I'll pay you double. Like, that's that doesn't work for me. I want, I want to be able to walk in and go, he gets his wage, he gets his wage, he gets his wage. Everybody's getting paid. Everybody that comes to the show is getting paid. On the day, because honest days pay, honest days work. Simple as that. And I'm a trade unionist, that's, I mean, I work at the hospital and I'm, I, I'm a trade unionist. That's what I do as a rep. I make sure that everybody's got equal opportunities and fair, fair pay. You know, that's, that's what i have been trying to do for ages. Oh, you,
0: always hear the, you always hear the horror stories about pay as well. Uh, paid in coppers, paid in experience—that's a—that's yeah. a, a special one. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's it's great that you're actually just you just want people to pay. I mean, if you're if you're still wrestling, you'd want to get paid. So.
1: Yeah, I did. The, I don't get me wrong. I have done shows before for guys on the pretense you get booked on next month's show on pay double. When we did the following show. Like the following month, we didn't just get paid double; we got paid a wee bit extra as well. So it was always, it was always beneficial. It was always a mutual respect. Uh, the fact that, like the fact that I trust you on something, I, I've, people people that know me, I don't trust everybody. I really don't trust the MD to be honest. But I have got people that I kind of trust and respect, and I, I assume that I get the same trust and respect back to them. And I have down the line. I mean, the guys have been really, really good with me. And, uh, I would like to think that that's because of I've always been fair about everybody. You know, if, if I don't particularly like you, then I normally tell you. My face tells me, even though my mouth might have blops. <laughs> can't help myself. Um, but I try to be reasonable with everybody. Oh,
0: yeah, I've, I've definitely got a case of, uh, as they call it, resting bitch face, uh, which it's, it's, it's weird, though, because I can be really happy and look raging. So when I go back and watch these videos afterwards, and in my head, I'm going, I was smiling. My face says I wasn't <laughs> the whole time. But uh, yeah, so it is by building that trust. And I suppose that after all the years that you've been wrestling, it's, it is building that trust. You can't just be a, a, a fly-by-night thing that says, oh, yeah, we'll pay you next time and then never run again. So, yeah, so it's yeah. all about building that trust. And then you can afford to, I mean, like I said, you, you're trying not to, but then you can afford to go, right, we didn't get a house, but but yeah, you know that I'll, I'll be booking next month or two months down the line, we'll get you on then and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, yeah, but give and take and, and, uh, and all that. So, I like the sound of the committee thing. When, I, when you spoke to about Kurt with Kurt, uh, Hansen and you said it was going to be six and it went down to five because, of course, then there needs to be a casting vote. Um, I, just, I really enjoyed that idea because it just means then there's no bias.
1: Yeah. It was no um, one-man show. That was the whole idea it wasn't been one man show we were all going to be heavily invested in it although it seemed to be that media was me that was going to up the cash but <laughs> we were all going to have a vested interest in it which is fine and this time around i have sat on it and i've sat on it and i've sat on it and i'm like you know i got back into the restaurant because i was a phone call Did you to come and help us you know um the lead guys backstage and things and I was like, yep, I'll come, come give you a hand no problem, so I ended up working for three different promotions as well um, I had an idea as well that I was pitching, but I knew that there was another promoter who was pitching a similar idea on the East Coast and me and that promoter we have since had a conversation and, and both our ideas are exactly the same only I'm the i I'm the sunshine and, and polish and things like the, the belt and braces sort of stuff to it so, I think that will probably go ahead as well, eventually at some point. Uh, I don't know when or what, I will eventually go at some point with the different promotions. But you quite like the idea, he said to he said, I like the idea of, um, because you didn't have a promotion, but um, you kind of blew my idea out of the water now because now you have a promotion. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm running a promotion, I, I want to be, I, I, want to, I want to be promoting, I want to offer another stage out there for new, fresh talent. We have. Um, all these training schools that have amazing guys that are all vying for spot on the shows and things like that so i figure if you've got another wrestling company that's out there that's that's not about, but it's no a, a small team unit it's we're here we're not going anywhere we are going to be building on it um I mean, I only went to one run, run about three shows a year. That's literally what I want to run. But if things take off, then I might look at expanding. We just have to wait and see. The three shows a year would be enough for me, but just running some internet content back and forward. Um, but I want to be able to give guys opportunities so that yeah, it's good that they're all hungry and it's good that they're all vying for, to go on shows and things like that. And it's really, really good. But I think also it gives them an opportunity to step out of the comfort zone and, and, and to get into the big bad world and things, you know. But I know a lot of the trainers and that are like, "Yep, go, go, and, and get a gig. Go and see if you can uh, work on his shows and things like that, and see how it goes for there." You know, and it's it's a doorway for everybody. I mean, I have got zero qualms with any established promotions, any established trainers, things like that. That I've got guys out there that I'm doing shows and that by all manner of means. If you contact them, go out, oh, you might give your gym a show. he's uh, really really good, and they send me out a CV or even Jim himself. We're using the word "gym" because I can't have the gym. It's the easiest way to remember people. Same <laughs> me I a PT, and I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. so." And I'll have a look at them. Well, yeah, it's fine. So, get them booked up, get them on on the shows, things like. That. I mean, if you look at the roster, we didn't just go to one talent pool. We have went, we've went everywhere. Uh, Wrestle Zone. Um, I tried to get Scotty Swift to come down though. I would really have liked Scotty Swift to be done. Um but he's yeah. not. He's not trying. At the minute.
0: <laughs> you're speaking to my heart with WrestleZone stuff I, I, it's my it's my local promotion uh, so yeah it? yeah, it's, it's it's well I'm in Elgin so um, oh. Aberdeen's the, the closest one uh, that runs regularly anyway we do have SWA that come up to, to Inverness once a year WTL it does Elgin in their northern yeah. loop but yeah the, always speaks to my heart if you go for that um, yeah on that I was just thinking there's only maybe I don't know three companies off the top of my head that are running Including yourselves that are running without a school behind it, so that's that's your melting pot. Uh, you got uh, yourselves, Fair City, Discovery, I oh, know BCW as well because they don't have a school. So they, they've got this, these are your your chances to to kind of merge uh, match talent that may never have crossed paths because of course if, you, if you're running a promotion, a lot of the time your trainees we'll take precedent because they're the ones that are they're coming back uh, each week. Um, so I was looking at your roster and because uh, I, I did a bit of a feature on our site um, just to get the word out there. And, yeah, the names, there's such a mix from, like, so, like say, WrestleZone. You've got uh, Caleb Valhalla, who is He's just... Phenomenal. Draw wrestler. Yeah. That's what you get. Kind of thing, no. um, and you got guys like uh, Emily Hayden, who's just fabulous in the ring, but also uh, incredible on in the social media side of things. Um, same with Jason Hyde. You got your experienced guys like Kyger, Lee King, Sharp. It's it's that uh, you've amassed quite a talent pool already. Uh, what were your your thoughts about? Because I know there was some criticism I was seeing about about announcing all these names for shows that. Aren't happening now because of you know COVID. Um, so what was your what was your thoughts behind just announcing who's coming on these shows?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I, w- I was trying to get a- an established roster as such, so I'll get g- core guys that you all see on regular shows, and then also guys that I think I can invest a lot of time and effort into these guys and get them up. And if I can help them up the ladder and then, then they get more bookings and they go away wherever they need to go or make it big time or whatever, brilliant. And I've done my job as getting them on that rung on the ladder. That's that's essentially what I'm trying to do is just just to give them a platform to perform on. And if they're good, then they're great. You know. So in order to like, I started putting out rosters, uh, guys for the roster because these were guys that have contacted me like me I'll come on year on shows, brilliant. That's great. Um, the other guys, some of them I've contacted myself. Um, and then we get guys but all the way down to Isle of Wight. JJ Valera, you know, Jackson Arrow. First, I, I was like, Matt Jackson sent me a message. What? What? Then I realized that it's Matt Jackson from Isle of Wight. So I was like, no, one Matt Jackson's as good as another for me. <laughs> um, but um, they've the Isle of Wight, and they've got a wee training school down there, and they've got a company and a promotion down there as well. So why no? Give the boys a chance. Yeah, it's a fair trek, and the guys are willing to do it. And if they come all the way up here, then I don't see why they can't meet. Because on my show, you've got Bobby Roberts. There's respect. You've got Deck and Craiga. Yeah, it's pro wrestling innovation. You've got TJ. And TJ is pro wrestling Scotland. You've got Boydington, It's BCW. You know, you've got, that's all these promotions that's on there. So why not? You're going to have all these different promoters working on the show like these are the guys that you go and see and there's any chance to get a a gig on your show and if they show off and they they do well just to see that they're not going to get booked on shows. You know, there's there's kind of methods in the madness. It's all about helping each another because we want to expand that talent pool as much as we want to refine it to having five-star matches but we also want to expand to expand that talent pool and that's why at first I was like I need to get guys from North I need to get guys from East I need guys from West and then I had hundreds of guys from West but unfortunately, the south of Scotland were kind of were lacking. Um, it's like, it used to be um oh god, what's his name Paul? I can't remember his name. I did, I, I did a couple of shows for him doing Dumfries, uh, and I think Targets running there. No, well, it was Triple Team Productions when I was wrestling at the time. That was the Natras Boys they were running, Um Dumfries that kind of border town kind of region. And um, there's nothing really. I was trying to keep it all Scottish at first, and then I was like, do you know what? I'm as well opening it up to guys if anybody's family's interested in. We've interest for I mean, Canada, interest for America. I mean, at, at the minute, I've got, I can't bring any of these guys over. Some some of my contacts in Germany, I have contacts, and well, we, we want to come over, you know, if I will. I'll, if I can get these over, then I will. But, you know, let, let me walk before I start running. It's, it's a long, drawn-out process. It's the, the first show. Um, if you have a look at the, the Return to the Ring poster, everything you see on that post it, that's all the guys that's going to be in the ring every single one of them is going to be in the ring so that, that's that's literally your first show staring you in the face um, or don't get me wrong though, but other guys floating boot backstage and things like that because we've got a lot of stuff that we need to film and things like that which means it's more expensive because I need to then buy in wrestlers to come but they're not going to wrestle they're going to be on shows, they're going to be like doing stuff backstage like interviews, like promos or that sort of thing um, but I think it's in order for me to run just three times a year, I need content to put in between that. I kind of just keep saying to guys, you to send me something on your phone. It's, it's, it's not really that professional, but also I want it to be organic and natural at the same time. So been working in TV and film, doing acting in, 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 and stage fighting and things like that, um, I kind of have an idea of what I'm looking for from behind the camera as well. So I, I'm, I'm trying not to get involved in that. So I might put it out to one of my mates that works in the industry to see if they can come in and Behind with some filming and things like that, so I just want to, drive, I to walk before I run.
0: Absolutely, sort of and you're speaking yourself by your own network of, of like uh, combat, uh, combat uh, sports and and TV work. Uh, of course, like like said, looking sharp in there. Who's got seems to have the the whole network of, of Scandinavia uh, as well. So it, there's there's so many uh, people on the show that can. I mean, you've got uh, Frank Cross as well, uh, of course, for uh, Big Massive Wrestling. So, yeah, you, you've got uh, yep.
1: you've
0: got so many eyes. Dean Allmark, uh, of course, for all... Uh, I'm sure that his experience would be invaluable for maybe getting people on camps and stuff. So, I mean, it's not just uh, uh, three shows a year. It's just like every time you do a show, it's an opportunity to, yep. to go elsewhere. So for the three shows a year, you sound like you're doing content, so you're, you're want to do interviews and that. Is, are you planning doing storylines running through the shows uh, or is it kind of more standalone? That's the, the, no, no. the story for the Evan, show.
1: Everyone's going to have a storyline. There's going to be a storyline there. At Return of the King, that will set up the main... Return of the King, Return of the Ring will be set up in the main stage division. Um, we then have the next show will be Joker's Wild which will then set up the Joker's division, but there's also going to be characters, again, floating about there in the background, you know, or maybe, I don't know, maybe making a new appearance, maybe disrupting things. I don't know exactly, but I do know. But I can't tell you, because that would be the surprise. <laughs> and then I've got um, No Guts, No Glory and Bell of the Brawl. And for the No Guts, No Glory and Bell of the Brawl, I'm going to merge them two into one big match, one great big, big super show. Uh, and that's, that's going to take some doing, because that's nearly... That's what eight tag teams, eight tag teams, and there's what six six female talent Yeah, you know. It's it's uh, it's a it's gonna be a big, big card, but um I feel it's worth investing that time and money into it. I mean the women's division alone. If you look at this talent we've got on the Euros night, amazing talent, Emily Hayden, um Angel Hayes, um I know they say the, the real name, um Ashley Vega. I mean these are all top top girls in in that era. I still need a couple more. Um, I'm still on the kind of lookout for a couple more. I think I think another two might just might just be enough to to, to set me a good roster there. And then everybody else, basically when I say in the roster, everybody else that's going to be coming in, they're on the book. So they're going to have a lot of fleeting talent as well passing through. Um, it's not to say that they won't eventually become a main roster player. Like, I'm working with the book as such. Like, I've got all the names on it and things. It's who, who, who's mainstay talent roster, whose guys that's in the book. You know, it's, it's just the way it works. and um, For me, anyway. So, I've got these guys keep... I've got thousands and thousands of emails coming through. <laughs> I've got lots and loads. Uh And then I've got guys who continually message me. Did you see this? Did you watch this match? And then they'll send you about like, 15 different matches. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that match. Like, I've seen that match 15 different times. Just the opponent changed. Like there's only so much I can do with what you're supplying me and I, if you don't hear back from me it's not a slight I just haven't no got around to seeing it and then some guys I've watched and I maybe have skimmed over them, and I'm like yeah I like that and then there's other guys one guy in particular uh, he wears a mask or he goes without a mask and I, I like him with the mask but I also like him without the mask which then gave me too much I don't know what I'm doing him like, he gave me everything I don't know what i name him so I'm like, mm. so I'm like, yeah, I'll put, put him in the book. I don't want him on the roster, but I already have some masked luchadors on the roster. He doesn't really fit that mould of them luchadors as such. So I'm like, mm. maybe as a, a, a guy coming in as well. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen the first poster, We had a set of eyes? Uh, I, yes,
0: yeah. yes, I do remember
1: like, Say Big set of eyes. I mean when he eventually comes in, things is gonna change, like things is gonna be good, like he's he's gonna he's gonna mix it all up. I've got high hopes for him, you know. He's gonna, be my, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be uh
0: so plenty of plans uh, in the in the works then. Um so I mean you're speaking about having so many emails. I'm sure I'm assuming that's also yeah. been exacerbated. Uh, by the, the involvement of, of Kurt, who seems to be getting a lot of name drops in this episode, uh, Kurt yep. Johansson doing a bit of scouting at the Luke King Sharp uh, Dojo as yep. well. So I know that, that Lou's first lesson was about CVs and getting your name out there. Uh, so uh, for, for what's your expectations of of Kurt and looking at Dojo? Is, is it just people that, Look willing to learn that he's able to pick out and for you to go. I'll check this guy out, he might be able to do something. He's, he's definitely got the, the will and passion for it. Or what, what are you expecting to come out of that?
1: Uh, well, Kurt's, um, Kurt's been quite instrumental on people coming to Pro 2 already. Uh, he's, it was him himself that spoke to me about Tyson coming in, and then Tyson lives next door to Dean Allmark. And that's how Dean came about. But there's been other ones as well that Kurt has came to me and says, Have you seen this guy? And then sent this and sent this and sent this. You know, these guys are all like really, really top draws, good guys, stuff like he's been watching for a wee while. So I'm using his experience as like a fan almost because I want to, like, if you're a fan of wrestling and you like wrestling and then you've got a wee bit wrestling, sorry, you know. What puts a good show, and you know who's good in the ring and what they're doing in the ring, you, you know that's what you want. So, if he's telling me, Have a look at this guy, I'm like, Yeah, well, I mean, you might as well join us on here as a talent scout. Uh, and he's on the, the looking sharp stuff. Um, but so far, I've had I think about five or six emails from the guys in the dojo. Uh, if you're looking sharp guys, I don't know whether they've contacted cut they and cut say to say to me, can contact Logan or, or Cameron or whatever. Um I don't know, uh, but cut as he uh, he has definitely scouting for us. He has definitely looked for talent, and so far every member of talent he's, he's said to me has either appeared on the roster or they went into the book because he has he certainly got an eye for talent uh, as well as like the uh, you'll see on the roster as well. we have got Kid Thompson who's the backstage interviewer, huge dynamite kid, um, Mark. <laughs> He is, he just loved wrestling, fans, everything about them. Uh, so he's involved that way as well. And he was like, he was the guy that put on the Billington Bulldogs, which I watched from day one because of him. So have you seen these guys? He was like, no, no, let me see them. And I thought at first I was like, oh, Burlington Bulldogs, well, here we go. And then I watched them and went, oh my God. Like, yeah. at the, the, they blew my expectations out of the water. They, they, they showed off skills and things that I didn't think that the two young lads were going to be able to pull off. And they managed to pull off every bit of it. So for me, it's like, we need to have them on. And I'm a tag team guy and I need to have them on the show. Like, he's, they're really good as well. And have, me and him will sit down and we'll chat about things as well. um, Just like how the roster's going. Looking at, do we need some big guys? we need some smaller guys? What, what do we really look for? Uh, and we, we sit down quite often and have a chat and that. Big Bad John on the, on the show day manager. I, I to speak to John just about every single day. Um, he's also another one that's gone have you seen this guy or that guy it was him that put me on to some of the guys at GPWA because he's obviously kind of worked with some of these guys when he was working with uh, the wrestling elite um, at the time Uh, and obviously he's he's worked with um, Graham as well at British Championship Wrestling and the security and things so he's advantageous to have as well Uh, Billy Kirkwood he is the commissioner of the Joker division, so that's his division I just supply him the names, he picks them out the hat, he decides who he wants where. It's his division. Like, that's like I've, I've, I've said, a thing that we need to kind of understand is, is if you're given a role at Pro 2, it's not a gimmick. But if you're a manager, then you're a manager. Like, Charles Boynton's a manager. He, do, he hasn't told me who he's managing. I've booked him in, but he's got to be backstage getting talent to sign up now. That's his job he will then walk them into the ring. It's not a gimmick. He's a the manager. Like, there is no there is no gimmicks as such. Everybody's got a job to do.
0: It's, it's almost like you've unwittingly got your committee without yeah. trying to get your committee at the same yeah. time. So everyone's got... Uh, uh, yeah, like a part to play. Everyone's got a voice. Uh, and like I say, it's great that you've got guys like Kurt, who's a fan. Uh, so he's your, he's your ear on the ground kind of thing of, of of what he likes to see at a show. He doesn't have the yeah. bias of, of, of maybe not exactly. I mean, he did a little bit of training himself, but he doesn't got the the know, experience where he's watched something and goes, oh, this is a nice intricate move set. He's just watching it to yeah. be entertained. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's uh, a fast, like I say, you've got your committee without trying uh, kind of yep. thing. Um, but yeah, you've built up uh, quite a division, like we've said, we've we went through the talent uh, quite a bit there, uh, picking out names. Again, you've got Lucha Guys, Lucha DS, um There's another one that's just went out of my head, because I know there was three. Falcon. Was Falcon is the other one. Falcon. Uh, and I'd say you've got your 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 women's division. Uh, so And of course, you've got Adam Shame.
1: Who yeah was Shem- was,
0: the one the he, was one you nabbed as soon as you got, caught wind that he was uh, considering a return to the ring. So, uh, is is he going to be quite instrumental as as
1: in the heavyweight I've, division? He is. He is the Paisley wrecking machine. He is. He. I've always said the thing. I think that the Shemers were tremendous. I liked him when him and Con was in the the Brotherhood together. Um, when they wrestled as a tag team. Uh, I liked them as the Paisley Wrecking Machine when they came out to SW at the gathering. just throwing guys about. And I, I, I think shamers get lots of experience and lots of talent that other guys with less experience can get a rub off of, if you know what I mean. They can go learn a lot from them in the ring. And that's another thing, as well, having experienced guys on, on the, on, uh, backstage, it's got to talk to them. kind of... Like, where am I going wrong? How do I improve this? By all manner of means, just get talk, talk to people. It's a network, you know. But the Shamer, as soon as I, as soon as I found out, it was actually Bobby Roberts that said to me, he "says Did you hear that Big Shamers went to the turn back to the ring?" I was like, "Get me his number," and he's on the Pro 2 show, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know." I said, "Just get me his details. Get me, get me onto him. Get me, get me some way that I can get in contact with Shamer." And he's like, "Anybody." Hey, no so then I didn't get contact with him and he was like, Yeah, i am interested. Come this is this is gonna be really, really good. Yep, I'm having him. Definitely having him. And I think because he's such a big lad as well, and he's got the experience and he can wrestle as well, he, he, he can take the division to the next level.
0: It's definitely a guy as well that can help with with the likes of, of Eli Bulwark and uh Jason Hyde. So your bigger guys on your roster that could uh definitely maybe grab a just a nugget of information from, from uh Adam Shane. Just just to tweak something or 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 anything, uh, just to give them a little bit of an edge. So the four divisions. We'll go through the divisions, because we're we have we just about an hour. We haven't even spoke about the divisions of Pro Two Championship Wrestling. Um the name I'd put a thing in the in the in our in my feature about yous, and you and you've explained it yourselves. It's setting, it's it's gonna be set in the air, pro 2, yeah. O2, um, so is that the initial idea? It was, it was trying to get that singularity, singularity of a name instead of PCW or P2CW, it was Pro2.
1: Essentially, we wanted to get out of the the three letters. I mean, everybody's WWF, WCW, ECW, ROH, you know, TNA, blah, 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 EEW, And I was like, you know, I was like, let me need to think outside the box. And it was Rob turned and like, what, where are we? I was like, well, we're in here. He was like, like, so, what do we breathe? I was like, yeah, He says, bits of air. I'm like, oh, it's O2. That's really no, that's oxygen. It's O2 anyway. As somebody else had pointed out to me, having me be sniping me as well. It was just, I was all like that, you know. <laughs> uh, and I was like, like so, and he's like, right, so, we're going to be pro wrestling. So, why don't we call us pro two? Like, 0 2 And I was like, oh, right, okay. And then somebody... Else was going to say to me, Is it pro squared? Like, first thought <laughs> no, when it, I saw it, it, <laughs> it could be pro squared, but no, it's blue pro- because we are we are head offices in air, but it's in Ayrshire air, based, so we are um, we will not be running air. Here we are, we will not be running air, we will be running at the outskirts of here and stuff. And um, we're making sure that we are keeping a good distance. And we're already an established company running in here and we don't step on these toes. If anything, the, the the big goal is to hopefully increase the footfall going through the door.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do remember you saying that in, in the interview with Kurt that it's, it's you're in a bit of an not an awkward position, but you're in a bit of a you've got to you're you're trying to make sure that you're at least a month out with any other show in the area and yep. not impeding on their on their possible traffic as well so uh, not only are you working with with a, a roster and the book uh that you, you've got to try and navigate when and where as well so there's a lot i mean it's almost thankful that this thing is obviously not the pandemic but the, there's a break right now and things can't happen so you can just kind of slot things at the place and move it like chess pieces uh kind of thing to get things going um so yeah the four divisions so we've got the belief division which is the Ayrshire headweight um, which yep. is a, a fabulous belt, which I can see behind you. Uh, it's got the it's got the um, it's got the lion plate, a tribute to, of course, Lionheart, uh, probably one of yeah. the most uh, famous wrestlers to be from air. I mean, <laughs> I, I maybe think of Drew being the possible other one. Um, so you've got the Why so, y- so Serious division, which is the Joker Championship. Uh, of course, again, another fabulous belt. The belts are looking amazing. I uh, got the Women's Championship, which has an air of... I, I love the red uh, strap, by the way. I, I love belts that don't have a black strap. It's just something that I just enjoy, uh, which has got a bit of a throwback kind of feel. Was was that intentional, the belt itself? It's got a throwback to the the egg-shaped, actually, women's title.
1: Yeah. If you look at all of the belts, there is a feel of um, history. As you know, I was involved with the Wrestling um, Reunion Scotland for a while. Um, they are helping out, helping to run their events and things like that for the last three years. And then I, re- I retired for it because I was busy doing other things. Um, so if you look at the Why So Serious belt, you'll see that it's got a kind of circus theme to it. Just like the big tent, so, uh, so the big tent itself obviously, circus because we did a lot of stuff in the circus area. So then you get your clown faces again, harking back to circus. Also, if you notice the way they sit, it's acting you know, they're but the BAFTA faces one's mm-hmm. happy, one's both the exact same idea. Um, the shape of this belt is actually the TV title for the A uh, NWA. That's the shape of the belt. right, OK. So it harts back again. Eagles. Eagles were always prominent in all the belts. Um, The I Believe belt, it's just got the plates on it, which are all for the region. And then, obviously, with the big main belt in there as well. Thistle, it's got the Lion Rampant, the Unicorn, South and North. And that's the, the shape which so when there is actually the, the, the shape of the region that you're in. Um, and then, and the females one. If you look at the shape, of it. If I was to start singing China's Steam chain, you would know straight away what the belt was. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: that's it's it. A yeah.
1: Women's championship. So it is. Again, though, we have kept it in with the feeling of women's cha- women's uh, championship. We've kept it in that feeling there, so that emblazoned across the front. So you know, we've kept it. The thistle theme working through it. You notice it's got the female crown on it rather than the male's crown. Um, it's also got the unicorn and the lion rampant on the the side plates as well. I mean, it, they're good. The the good plates. they all every one of them comes with a own a bit on the b- buckle and the, the, the studs as well. I mean, they're good belts. Um, and I think that if you see somebody walking to the ring, you know, with a half decent belt, you'll, yeah, yeah. That looks, that looks the part, it looks like it belongs. I don't know, if you have got some promotions and they've got like a small bit of tin and things and they walk in the ring and go, yeah, yeah, oh. Everyone was great by that belt, that belt just, just, just doesn't look right. Anyway,
0: I, I'm a big belt fan. So, yeah, as soon as I saw the belts, I was initially like, oh, yes, I will. I, yeah. I just, if the belts look good, then my, my foot's at least halfway through the door. You see the rest of it first, but yeah, the the belts are a big thing. And of course, the the tag team titles to me are very NWA, NWA tag titles.
1: NWA style, but they're done in the style of the original WWF um, Bulldog belts, which was the silver and gold. So they're done like that. And on the inside of this, if, if you enlarge the picture, you'll see there's etching and on the silver as well. There's etching in behind it. So it's not just the two gold eagles facing on, because at first we toyed with the idea of having an eagle on each plate, but the eagles both face each other, like on each plate. And then when you've seen it, it just put me like, oh, I was like, oh no, I hate that, hate everything about it, just didn't like it. And then Jamie Leckie and his infinite wisdom, this is Jamie that's designed these, Jamie Leckie designed all these belts. Everybody, I gave him an idea. And he ran me and then he produced this. And I'm like, wow. <laughs> so he's got the two Eagles that swoop in on oh, the tag belts. Um, he's got the, the actual wrestling. You can see guys wrestling on the side plates. And again, it's going to be two tone. Um, the only belt that isn't two tone is the Believe Championship. That's the one that's solid gold or the way through. Everybody else is silver and gold. Um, Wise Series also, if you notice in the Wisew series as well, it's a purple strap if you scroll through the page, you'll see one that's got a green strap. So there is actually two of these. So there is, but that will all become clear once the shows are up and running. They see if it, the plans is already there. I'm, I'm already 16 shows in front of my head. <laughs> so, of course. Um, I have float, lots of things. But I'm a belt mark myself. I love a good belt. So as I say, I've still got the SSW Tag Team Champions. I've got a W3L Tag Team Champion belt. I've my the thumb wars belt that I won at the reunion a couple of years ago. Um, and I've got another belt that's hiding because it's not to be shown just yet, but eventually, it will all become will clear eventually. Um, so that belt is well.
0: so pl- plenty of plans in place, uh, for, for pro two. So, again, I, I just keep scrolling through just, just to see how, just the mass of names that you've got. So, just as, a, as an over, oh. Well, we'll just, uh, we'll round off a little bit about your, your other work in the background. So, uh, of course, things happened last year. We're not going to dwell on them too much. But after that, uh, you were put in place as a talent welfare officer, uh, well-being officer, I should say, uh, for a couple of promotions. Yep. Uh, promote Pro Wrestling Innovation, Pro Wrestling Scotland, and Respect being the three names. Yep. Um, what is your overarching role? What, what's what's your what's your uh, role for so, that? You, I'll
1: be backstage on the shows. So if there's any issues, I'm impartial. although I, I am working with the three the three companies, but I'm working with the three companies, I'm impartial. So if you can imagine me being like your trade union representative backstage and there's something going on that you're not happy about, you come and say to me, and if I can't get that remedied there and then, then we bring in the owner or whoever's in charge of the show that day and then we will then deal with it accordingly. Um, we just have to make sure that there is no shenanigans as such going on and I've said this about my shows as well that there's not going to be any shenanigans I get there's hijinks and laughs and jokes backstage I get that I'm, I'm, I don't mean that it can be a, a safe fun working environment that's what it needs to be so as a sort of kind of my role and such um, which I am the inter, interpromotional talent liaison officer for respect I am a manager for Pro Wrestling Innovation backstage, as in just like overseeing things backstage, making sure that nobody is is creating havoc or bullying MD or putting MD in a position, etc. And Pro Wrestling Scotland, I think TG had spoke briefly about maybe bringing me in on shows as well as a backstage role, but I think that's now backstage is where I'm going to be near. Rather than bringing talent to the ring or whatever. So, yep, so just as a safeguard and wellbeing officer, essentially, um, I'm clued up with, I've got certificates for everything. I've got all my COVID certificates, I've got my child protection tier one and two. I am completely and utterly vetted for my PVGs because I work at the hospital, I am a nurse. So, I have lots of things that was on. (laughs) So, I've got all my certificates.
0: Um, So, I mean, Obviously, tra- transparency, like you're saying, uh, it, it could all be fun and games, but right n- now, especially, there's such a focal point on transparency, and and uh, when the, it, it's the old gambling uh, theme when the fun stop stops, stops. Uh, yep. so you got to, got to kind of uh, just not be not be stupid when the shows come back. So, is that why you put uh, like? You put John in charge of like the day show running, so that means you could still be impartial if if does if things do come awry and, and we'll have... I a-
1: figure on the show, I'll be sitting at Gorilla and I'll be too busy. So John is essentially me on shows. He's there today, the running of the day, so he'll get a running order. That's what I expect to be carried out. That's what I expect to happen. That's what I expect you today. Like, that's his job. So he will be, he will be essentially be me on show day. And if he can't fix it, he then comes to me and then I will fix it. But I've got backstage, you'll notice I've got a backstage agent as well. I'm still waiting on my female one getting back to me um, as well. So I've got people messaging me about him as well and they're like, wow, oh, but who's this guy? I do know him. Like, he's, he's, He used to wrestle years ago. He's got about 15 years experience wrestling. But he knows what he's doing backstage. Um, he's well aware of the situation and things like that. He does keep up to date with things back and forward. Um, he's there as a, another pair of eyes and ears for me because you might have guys doing stuff and then you might have, no, that I would expect it to happen, but just say for instance, um, I'm a trainer, and one of my guys is causing havoc backstage, and I'll go, no, it wouldn't really have it with somebody else, just so that my guy doesn't get any bother. Like, so I kind of have that, because then you're no impartial then. Mm-hmm. I expect it to we'll keep everything the way that it should be run, and expect, that shows will be run the same way that they would run a show. Um, so I've got another set of eyes near backstage, who, again, he is impartial. Uh, if, if he can remedy it there, and then great. If no, he'll go and get Big Bad John. Big Bad John can't do it, then he'll come and get me. I know it seems like a lot of people in place today with one man's job but on a show. I don't. I'm going to be concentrating to make sure that show is it be the best way I want. I'm going to sit at the gorilla. I'm not going to be on the show. You're not going to see me in a in on the ring or anywhere near the ring. Uh, on the only time I'll ever be in the ring is the first ever show, and that's when I come down to thank everybody for coming. Uh, and just like, open up the show that way, and that's the only time you ever see me in a pro two ring if, if it's needed, anyway. That way.
0: But. That's the thing. I mean, you're saying it, it. It seems like a lot of people, but again, it seems like you've you've created a committee. So so it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's all the stuff that you you intended to do, but because of circumstance, you've ended up creating. So it, it all works out. Because like I said, there's there's that that tier of of command. If uh, I think it's Christopher, it? I'm just doing it off the top of my head. Uh, if he can't sort it, then he goes to the next person in line. If he can't, sort John. If he can't sort it, then then the big guns come out, and uh, you have the final say on, on the matter because, of course, you're the one that's paying. you foot in the bill for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's still creating a a, a transparent system, um, and it's good to have people that are like like Christopher, who's who's made, he's had experience in the wrestling world. But he's not wrestling now, so he has no allegiance. He's not sitting there going, oh, but if, if they say something mean about me, I will get booked elsewhere, because he's not looking for bookings. He's just looking to be your eyes and ears on the ground.
1: Yep. Um, he's there to perform the role that I'm giving to them, and that's it. I'm not having bloodlines. If, if I've told you that's what you're doing on the, on the show, that's it. That's what I expect from you. I don't expect you to come and give me something else and tap it. No, no, just just you did that wee bit because that should be bit. Everybody's got a bit today, and as long as everybody does their bit, the whole cog and the whole machine will turn.
0: Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, it sounds like if if all goes to plan, it sounds like it's gonna be a well-oiled machine. Uh, everything seems to be taken into account. Um, right. Big question before we do our stupid questions at the end. Uh, it's it, what, What's your what's your hope? Say five years' time, where do you hope to see Pro2?
1: Where do I hope to see Pro2? I hope to see Pro2 running on a regular basis. I hope to see Pro2 producing, uh, or at least helping to produce some of the top talent in the UK. Uh, I hope that Pro2 is going to live a long and prosperous life so that I can eventually just turn around and say to my kids, right, you've run it. You know, as I say, like I used to say to people when I did interviews before, when I was low in storm, I was like, wow, what are you doing this for? I was like, it's a great bedtime story for my grandkids. Not realising that I missed it on my kids. <laughs> so while I was really making a, a, a story, a bedtime story for grandkids that I didn't have, I was missing out in time with my my family and my kids. So it swings and roundabouts. The give them something back today. I mean, they're going to be their own shows anyway. I mean, I've got four kids, you know, so they'll be there anyway. My daughter's a lawyer, so I'm doing all right for the legal side of things, so I'm doing well. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all sorted. Right, so uh, our stupid questions that we ask every time now uh, we, we somehow have been coerced into asking this to everyone, what's your favourite dinosaur?
1: Is that Kevin puddy
0: It is. Is that him? Is that is it, it is. Stuff, he, he made me ask it on the second episode and it's kind of stuck.
1: <laughs> favourite dinosaur would have to be... Oh, uh, I would probably see a uh, brachiosaurus.
0: Ah, nice. They don't come up that often. Great. Tell uh,
1: her. Uh, I wouldn't
0: come up that open. <laughs> and uh, the, the other one that somehow is coming to our questioning, uh, which you probably know who asked this as well. What would win in a fight, two sheep or one cow? Uh, two sheep. Yes. God, it looks like. Now we're up to three people who have said two you know, sheep. I
1: used to be a butcher. I used to be a butcher, so when a ram aligns it its head down in its spine, it's like a steel bar. So if it rams into the cow, it's shattered ribs, he cannot out.
0: Krieger will be very happy to hear this, because he's the only other person that said two sheep. Everyone else has said cow. Uh yeah. excellent. Well, thank you very much for for uh, speaking to me. I, I, with with uh Fair covered everything, I think. So we've got a a return to Return of the Ring, Joker's Wild, a joint Bell of the Brawl, No Guts, No Glory. Uh, Can't wait to see Pro Two and see how it how it goes. Where can people find you on social media and Pro Two?
1: Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and Pro Two doesn't have anything except a Facebook just now because we're still trying to build up slowly with the Pro2 so you can find us on if you, you want to know about Pro2, basically go on to the Pro2 Facebook page. Like and share. I'm tra- I'm, I've got t-shirts to give away. If I can get a thousand likes and shares and follows and things like that, I'm going to I'm gonna give a t-shirt away. Amazing. Who else do uh, you get a free t-shirt?
0: <laughs> I've entered. I love a free t-shirt. <laughs> I will take any advantage for a free t-shirt. Uh, but yeah. Thank you very much for me, and like I say, I can't wait to see what Pro2 do uh, in the future. Yep. Thank you.